You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the PJ's cast, everyone. I am apparently your host, Jimmy. Uh, Pierce can't be with us today. He's uh, a little under the weather. So, of course, we have the new S, uh, Schmidt. I believe you were announced <laughs> the new S lately. What's going on? Doing that now, yeah. Just don't <laughs> leave us for the Chicago Steel, man. That's all I'm asking you, really. Hey, hey, hey. Huh? Love Spencer, but I got to smoke Spencer's, the Spencer. Spencer's on his way. Spencer's on his way. He's yeah he's he's uh he's working his scout job to get us some inside sources so he can come back and uh get the gonna be smart insider man. Yo yeah that's what <laughs> Spencer noted smart insider man yeah oh boy yeah yeah so um unfortunately uh we start this pod uh, podcast that off with uh some uh. Oh, some tough news, and uh, no, not anything serious, except uh, the Hawks being seriously dismantled by uh, the fucking Detroit Red Wings last night, or yeah, a couple nights, nights ago, ago at this point, yeah. Feels like it was last night. <laughs> Feels like it was five minutes ago and like a minute Jesus. ago in my mind, dude. It, Yeah. I mean, I think you and I, and well, even Pierce too, we don't, like, we don't see this team as like a playoff team. You know, no. necessarily no, but this is, but the last team I would expect them to get it, you know, to lose four one to two to by uh, is Detroit. I mean, this was, and this wasn't just a bad game. It's like, a must win a, game for them. It was a must win game because they don't get many games against. This is their last series against Detroit, and then you're facing all playoff teams after this. So yeah, let me check the schedule. Yeah. Like, okay. You got Carolina three times. You got or um, Nashville three times. You got Florida twice. Tampa once, and I think Dallas twice. Like, yeah, I did it's not. not easy. I did not. But see I mean, if they win those, then the you earned it. So. Oh no! It's Surprising. three Nashville, one yeah, three Nashville, one Tampa, two Florida, three Carolina, two Dallas. Yeah, because that one Carolina game got moved. Remember. Because they wanted Tampa to play oh. on Saturday for some stupid reason, but honestly, yeah. that probably would have benefited us because it would have been a second half of a back-to-back, and Subban probably would have got shelled. So, ooh, yeah, and that was the one where they won, right? 
Yeah. No. no wait. No. 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 That was this is the, the game they lost in Carolina shot. where Kane had the spinorama goal and it was oh. supposed to be a back to back. Oh. 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 Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that's good memory there. Yeah, I did yeah. not remember that. But yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I will take that. Oh wait, no, that's where they lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they didn't win that game. The, they oh. beat Carolina twice this year, but not, not that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. That's gonna be tough. Okay. Um. Man, wow, I could definitely get into that for an entire segment, but right now we, we've talked enough about the playoffs. There's nothing else we, you know, mm-hmm. we could say really. This seems uh, – it's a it's a bit smoke and mirrors, you know. Like, they're just on the outside at the moment. I mean, honestly, they had a pretty hot – well, after their rough start, they had a very hot run. You they had take a really good out. month. They had a really good month. Yeah. In, like, like and you take that out, and they're just a middle middling team, and like that's fine. But let's not kid ourselves here. They make the playoffs; it's found money. Like that'd be great. Like I think you Always mentioned found money. Yeah, like it'd be great for the confidence. But I don't think this team's going to be crushed if they don't make the playoffs. Like they went into it going, we're we're just going to be what we are. That's perfectly yeah. fine. I don't know if the players necessarily went in with that mentality, but I mean that was the mindset overall. So I, I'm not too worried about it. But it would be it would have been nice to have this be a playoff team after that month. The thing is, too, they still they still can. Like, it's not yeah. out of the woods yet. Like, the thing that sucks the most, really, when they lost two nights ago is Nashville lost also. So if they beat Detroit, they gain two points on Nashville. And if they could just win yeah. this game, they could still gain two points on Nashville going into a three-game series against them. Against Nashville. But, right. like, honestly, that three-game series at Nashville is just going to tell you where they're going. Because if they yeah. lose... Even two out of the three, they're done. Like, Here's the done, thing you've got to also keep in mind, too, is that you look at this, too. Um, Nashville plays Carolina tomorrow. Then they have our three-game series. We, we know that. Then they play two, two against Florida, one against Dallas, two against uh, Columbus, which, I mean, that's pretty yeah, easy for them. Yeah, and then two against Carolina to finish the year. The one thing I feel like we need to keep in mind is that Nashville is on a fucking heater right now. Yeah, going like to fall the down. only team that I've seen slow them down is Carolina so far. Like Tampa got smoked by them. Dallas got smoked by them. They, Actually, Dallas beat them once, but still. What's fascinating is that they they didn't even like – I don't remember them like looking at the stats, right? I didn't watch the game, but looking at the stats, they didn't outplay Nashville like no. by any stretch of the you know, turn. That's what makes Carolina so good. Like yeah, in my or opinion. Tampa Bay actually was what I'm talking about. They oh, you're talking about seven Tampa, to one. Sorry. No, no, yeah. it's cool. It's cool. But like that's oh, the thing. Well, that's that's Curtis McElhaney. That's a hundred percent what that is. Like I, I don't, don't even like, was it McElhaney? That's the thing. Oh no, it was McElhaney. Yeah, I was gonna say they have that third string right now. But that game was McElhaney, and McElhaney is bad. He's Dude, bad, like, bad. I'm the biggest surprise from the trade deadline, in my opinion, is Breezeball didn't go get a backup because I, I don't know. know what in his mind was like. Oh, we can coast the last month and give Vasilevsky rest and give McElhaney a bunch of starts. Yeah, right. McElhaney's got like below a 900 save percentage this year, I'm pretty sure. Like, Oh, definitely. I think it's like, like 870. I know the, the only time the Hawks beat him was because McElhaney was in that. Like the only well, last like couple times we've beaten the Lightning, it's because McElhaney's been in that. <laughs> then when we – oh, no, when they had that 3 nothing lead, that was against Vasilevsky. I mean, that's yep. – uh, I could go on about that game. But you mentioned Carolina. Again, like you're absolutely right. Like that team is – it's – not only are they can they dominate you, but if they don't, they're opportunistic. Like that's just they've just had that luck this year. I've been saying year. it all year. They're the best team in the division. I firmly believe that. They're the only team I've seen so far that can make Tampa play their game or forces them to play their game. 
And yep. if you can force Tampa to not play their game, that's just you're going to have them in a box usually. If you're forcing them to play more defense than offense. I've said this, and I said it to Pierce a podcast or two ago, and he disagreed, and I gave him like every right to because this team has the confidence and the accolades at this point to be able to just turn it on like the Blackhawks used to mm-hmm. when they get there. And that's Tampa Bay. But I don't I just don't see that team as like that does not that team does not scare me the way it used to. That's because Kucherov's not there too. Like like without Kucherov, yeah. that team is definitely missing a piece. Because like yeah. when Kucherov's there, they can have a bad night and they'll still drop four. Like Yeah, okay, that's true. It, yeah. That's like, fair. Best when you're not even realize like when opinion. the Lightning have a little downstretch, they're missing a hundred and twenty eight point player. Like that's <laughs> and now they're and now Stamkos is out too, so no, see, Stamkos is out, and then Kutrov's going to sneak back in because LTIR. From what I heard, I heard, like, Joe Smith on Twitter, like, the guy, the Tampa beat writer or whatever, he said Kutrov's still not going to be ready till the playoffs, but, like, Ooh. the non-contact jerseys on with a month to play, so. Non-contact we'll still? Okay, okay, never mind. No, well, no, no, not the non-contact. He's got a full-contact jersey on. Oh, like, full-contact. As of this week. That's why oh. I was, like... That's why in the group chat, I was like, this is such a Mickey Mouse league, blah, blah, blah. It the is, day yeah. Stamkos goes on LTIR, Kucherov puts on a no, or a full contact jersey. Like, Interesting. you couldn't have waited, like, three days? Like, really? Like, no. you really had to do it the same day just to make sure, just to rile everyone up. Yeah, but, I hey, love the fact the that, like, they didn't even, like, think about it. They're like, ah, who gives a shit where the Tampa They're like, fuck it, we won the cup. They're not going to be. This is, like, what's Batman going to do? Make us, like, like, Batman doesn't give a shit. Trust me. He's got bigger problems like Arizona folding and shit. Yeah. Oh, like you you don't want us to make you money because we're one of the most profitable teams in the league right now. Okay. Here's yeah. I guess we'll sit Kucherov. Make us do that. Yeah. Tell so us to. So dumb. Yeah. But yeah, she's Carolina. Yeah, They're they, tied with Tampa Bay and they have a game in hand. Come on. Dude, like and they just got Morazic back too. So they got three goalies they can roll out whenever. And then I think Tara Vinen was skating in practice with Sveshnikov and Aho again. So Tara Vinen's coming back too. Tara Vinen's been out. Come on. Tara Vinen's been out for like a month and a half, two months. So way to go, Nikita Zadorov. Dude, there. Yeah. Oh shit, that was Zadorov. He fucking murdered him. Dude, I totally forgot about that. Holy shit! I remember seeing that, and I'm like, wow. I remember that. That's uh, that's not. That was the first time we played Carolina. Sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean cut you off, but... Oh, no, no, dude. I'm dude, just that bullshitting. That was the first time we played him, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, he... It was like a minute left, and he just fucking smoked him. <laughs> he just steamrolled him. It's, it's not fair. Like... Speaking of Zadorov. Yes, I was just going to say, yeah, so... <laughs> we've, again, we've said this, we have given Zadorov his fair share of, like, of crap. Like, he's, you know, he's just kind of this perfect scapegoat sometimes, when you don't even realize it. He's this... Like, yeah, biggest dude in the ice in 2021. He's slow. He can be slow a lot of the time, or at least look slow. He does get lackadaisical a lot of the time. Sometimes his head, we've said it, between the ears isn't always there. But uh, we got to give him his due. And you have a stat that definitely shows that. So, so go crazy because, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have been Very actually, as Nikita's, I've probably been one of the few defenders of his game this year, mainly mm-hmm. because I am a firm believer that Calvin DeHaan needs to be blasted into the sun. But um, sure, right? that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, don't say it too loud. So like, we haven't had like a proper shutdown pairing on the Hawks in years. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in this year, just you're gonna laugh. The closest we've had in a long time was probably like that month where Forsling and Ruto were like good. Like you got, four you're years right. ago. Yeah. Like yeah, it's been right. that long. But 
like I gotta give Collins oh, some credit. Don't forget, Zidorov don't forget Olimata and Slater Cuckoo. Oh yeah, dude. Fucking, yeah, holding down the fort. In David. the playoffs, they became the second coming of Bobby Orr and Brad Park. Jesus Christ! Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. But uh, going off your point there, yeah. So they've put Zadorov with Murphy for the last like little while, like good while actually, probably like a month yeah. and a half. And um, they actually have probably the best defensive numbers on the team in terms of goals allowed. Uh, when those two are paired on the ice together, they've allowed just six goals in almost 370 minutes of ice time. That's actually insane. And um, it surprises me because I see those two out of position a lot when they're on the ice together. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Colleton's wacky defensive system works with those two on the ice. So which I'll take is, it. Which is so weird because those are the two defensemen that I would think don't work with that system. Yeah, I, like they're huge. The like I feel two. like they don't. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't complement each other well. But I guess like... Mm-hmm. They cover more ground because they're huge. I don't know, but it's their size and grit. But for comparison purposes, oh yeah, like they're hard to play against, dude. They're six <laughs> five and six six every shift. You can't teach that. You can't teach that. No, <laughs> you can't teach that, bro. Alex That's why Lowry got that five year extension. He's six Dude, five every time he steps on the ice. Yeah, Alex Debrinket, <laughs> the only man under six feet to play like he's six five. That's why he plays so damn well. Yeah, but he's the next Daxuk, so it's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they announced that. Uh, how is his name? Is that Steve Conroy said that Alex Debrinket <clears throat> is going to be the next palpable Daxuk. That's one of the best quotes. And Steve Conroy has a lot Steve. of quotes, Holy man. Shit. <laughs> hey, I went to a, a Steve Conroy camp when I was like 14 years old, and he said that. Uh, he said that I was one of the fat. He said, oh, he said I was the fastest kid in the ice. So clearly, clearly, he's got some head to him. He's got some brains there. Thank God. Seeing yeah, the skin, seeing the skill, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he actually told me I'm the next uh, Patrick Kane. So you're I, next, I can't. You're the next Brendan Perlini. I yes, yes, yeah. Skates fast, shoots, but can't finish. Dude, can't but finish. I just wanted to point out a few more stats about Zadorov real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, just for comparison purposes with like him being paired with Murphy, when Murphy's paired with Keith, they allow, they have so far this season. And like, we've talked about how Murphy and Keith, for some reason, don't gel well together on the ice as a parent. No fucking sense. No fucking sense. (laughs) And they've allowed 31 goals in 257 minutes of ice time. So they've played like 120 minutes less almost. They've basically played a third less of the time. And they given up, they've given up five times as many goals. If you're going by, like, if you do the math, like, just simple, like, round, you know, just, like, average, um, if you just run the 250 up to, like, let's just say, like, let's just take a, you know, multiply it by 150, 150%, um, you're talking about the same amount of time, we're talking about 45 to 6. Yeah. Like, it's Which not is good. a little different. It's yeah. not good. Like, and, you know. I, and, like, we saw, we were talking about it before the show, like, yeah. Part of that's just Keith's defensive games falling off, I guess, which like is yeah. really hard to watch some nights because he used yeah. to be able to just do everything. So yeah. it kind of sucks, but like and the Hawks broadcast is convinced that so. he still does it. Like that's the oh my god, it's it's so rough because I mean if you we, like he's only six, god six. It sounds like just like, crazy to say, but he's only a few years removed from being the best defenseman in the league. Yeah, like. It, also, like that 2015 playoff was gonna take a toll on him no matter what. That dude was oh, playing like sure. yeah. 30 minutes a night on normal nights, and then some nights he was playing almost an hour. Yeah, was of all those multiple overtime games, and then he had that knee surgery the off season after. 
Oh my god, I completely. And he missed like a month and a half of the season. Like that's the one thing I'll give Keith credit for, because like mm-hmm. Seabrook, as you could like as you can clearly tell from his career, he did know when to just like his, let his body tell him when to get a surgery or something. Right. Like. Right. But yeah. when Keith's banged up, Keith's like, "Yeah, fix me. I'm good. Like, give yeah. me like eight weeks, I'll be back." Like, and Holy I give him props shit. for that because, like, that's how you prolong your career. You have to get yeah. that stuff fixed early. It's funny because Keith talks like and looks like the he's like the stereotypical like you know lumberjack hockey player that wouldn't give a fuck. But yeah, he's he's smart. He's so good. He's super in terms smart of with the way he maintains his body. Like, right. And that's it why just he... sucks to see that the oh, the game's past him. It's just the way it is. Like the way speeds used now in the game is completely different than the way he used to use his speed. Mm-hmm. Like it's you gotta be able to cover now. so much more ice. Like yeah, it's straight ahead speed now. And mm-hmm. the way he would do it, he would angle guys off so well. But when you lose a step the way he has, it's just you can't do it. You can't no. do and it. And he still thinks he can sometimes, which is why you see him get kind of pushed around to the net and stuff. We were talking about this before. Like he does that. He'll still do that thing where he fakes his shot, and it's like you you see the, like the defensive player just like looks at him like, "What the fuck are you gonna do?" Like you're I don't. Not, you're not shooting at me, and if you do, I got shin pads. We're good. <laughs> yeah, and you, you talked about that too. Like he literally Dude. just flings it off of the, the shin pads right to Verona. Like, literally, the second goal of the Detroit game, it's the end of the power play. Duncan Keith's like, oh, I'm just going to fucking throw a limp wrist shot on net. And it goes right off of the Detroit skate, or the defender skate, and that dude just springs Verona right out of the box. I'm like, Keith, I love you. But, like, I know you looked at that clock and saw there were three seconds left on the power play. Like, come on. He's got to get that PPG, baby. He's got to get that PPG. He's got to get that goal streak. He's got to get three and two or whatever it is. Yes, sir. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it is, because he blasted one on Merzlikens, or Corpusalo, that's who it was. Yeah, that one was actually good. That's, that was hot. That was, was beautiful. Better, one of Keith's goals in recent years. Most of them just kind of squeak, but... <laughs> Ranking Duncan Keith's goals. All, like, eight of them in the last three yeah. years. Let's go. Top seven. <laughs> Serious, like, the dude just doesn't score goals anymore. But he never really did, so... No, literally had a better shot. one of the best playmakers in the entire league. Like, that was... A, he was so filthy. But yeah, we too on the power play quarterback. Like and right now, it's like his power play quarterback, and I don't want to bash on the guy, but it's just like this is where he is now. Like that's just where he is, and I feel like the thing with him is that I feel like there's a bit of a like a mental struggle to accept that. At mm-hmm. the same time, they're also putting him in the position to be that because it also Nikki- does. Well, no, I was also going to say it doesn't help that Carlton's still also playing him 22 plus minutes a night. So he thinks he still needs to play those tough minutes. And it's like you do at times, but you don't need to every game. Like I really want to see Keith with like third line minutes or bottom four, bottom four. Like give him like he's been on the second pair the last few games. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Let me because it's so like it's so hard to kind of like mentally track that because i i just even when he's not like i just you know that's it almost feels like that's the first pairing guy it's been that way for so long Let's yeah see. no it's it's for the last decade it's duncan keith and ex defenseman on his right side it was jalmerson for seabrook and jalmerson for a while duncan um yoki haru for like that little stint um who Let's else see. he's had he's just had a ro- revolving door on his on his pairing. He has, he's had Boquist for a good bit, though. This is insane. I like when they're on the ice. Because, like, with Murphy and Zadorov, you can give them those defensive zone face-offs. So, basically, you can just deploy Keith and Boquist in the offensive zone, and they can get put in situations where, like, their game can actually be used to an advantage instead of 
being a that's man. so wild, yeah. dude. Like you got Kalinuk, Kalinuk, um, Keith Murphy, and Zadora basically all averaging twenty minutes, and then uh, Mitchell and Kalinuk doing fifteen. Yeah, dude, Kalinuk. Okay, we can talk about him in a second, like really briefly, because he's been he's really like really improved the last few games. Like, I was I was not expecting Kalinuk to be this good out of the shoot. Like oh yeah. And I guess right. it's like, I, Rockford sucks, but I mean, I guess we'll give Derek King credit. He gets the he gets the kids ready for NHL hockey. Yeah, like, like they most don't... of the defensemen that come out of Rockford are pretty solid, at least for like a six, like mm-hmm. a five six guy. You know what I mean? Mitchell got unlucky like, with that. Like that was just the the one that the first one. Like right away, I'm like, okay, that's Lankinen. But I don't oh, dude, the first goal was just like I'm like, this is what's happening tonight. Yeah, that that kind of thing that for the rest frustrated of the me with that Hawks game. Yeah, like that Hawks game frustrated me so much because they. Something with this Hawks team is either they get a shit ton of shots or they get no shots. And this is one of those games where they weren't getting many shots, and they're kind of <clears> just like <throat> they're they're relying on Lankinen. And yeah. this is like Lankinen has like one game like these every three weeks where he lets in some shitters, and I'm like, and yeah. this is the first time I've ever seen him let in a bad goal like this. And I was just like, yeah, oh, that one's gonna come back and bite us. And the thing that made me more mad was that like all these goals happened in like a six minute frame, right? And they had two power plays in that stint. Like they had two power plays in that six minute stint, and, and they, they gave up. We're on right after one of them. Yeah, and they gave yeah, up you talked, we just talked about. It. Yeah, yeah. I guess we did already mention it. The Keith just flinging off the shin pads. Yeah. yeah. And then the third one was like a minute after that. Like. And it's so frustrating because like, they and we you you especially I think have mentioned this. They just they're I mean, wow. Call them post Malone because they fall apart every goal. Like dude, every they have no goal. adversity at times. Like, and it's a young team. I get it, but like. Yeah. Dude, like I, I'm, I'm gonna start making a montage probably of just the amount of goals they've let up a minute after one. It's like, you know, it needs to be the Post Malone "I Fall dude, Apart" song to it because like at least ten of them this year. Like I can think of three against Carolina. There's it's two so against Columbus. Tampa, there's like three of them. Like, yeah, Florida, Tampa, they get it. Oh my god, they've done it so many oh times. Oh my god, the like, Tampa one was so. I guess bad. not adversity is the term I'm looking for. They can't weather the storm. And the I only think, time I've seen them do it well was like literally Saturday when Carlton called the timeout in the first five minutes. Yeah, no, that's the only time I've ever seen them handle adversity well. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Yeah, I don't think it's. I think that's adversity, right? When you're going down by a ton. But I think with them, the thing is, they don't know how to stop they, the, the. They almost create their own adversity because they let in one goal and they're up three to one. There's no adversity there. Like you're up three one. But it's almost like they just they lose confidence. I don't know what, like, what is going on there? Like, there's something there, and like, even it's, if you're a young team, it's it's to me, it's very reminiscent of uh, a young Maple Leafs team. They're not where that Leafs team was in 2016-17. By they God, don't have the star there. power. No, they don't have the star power at all. Like, they have a bunch of young guys, but that's the only really similarity in terms of roster structure. But the mindset is there. It's that we let in one, and we're just. That's it. Like, we're just going to play dead for the next, like, 20 minutes or something. And then they come back into the game, but they're either down one or they're tied. And they either win it by the skin of their teeth or they lose it by the skin of their teeth. You know, it's – it and it happens so often. It feels like a revolving door with this shit. Dude, so, and, like, it, the, I feel like that's why this team frustrates me more than, like, the last few years of teams have. Like, I can deal with the Hawks were bad the last few years because they just – all in all, they just weren't looking like a good hockey team. 
Dude, I've seen them go toe to toe with Tampa and Carolina and look like the better team most nights. Mm-hmm. And then they they like I think they've lost like four games in the last minute of overtime or regulation. And like yeah. losses like that stick with you. Like I I I really like honed in on that in the group chat. I think when they lost to Carolina, like the last 30 seconds, I was yeah. like, yeah, a loss like that, you're going to fucking remember. A loss when you blow a three-goal lead to the Stanley Cup champions and you go up six straight, yeah, that's going to sting you for a long time. No, like, the overtime loss with Hedman. When the point one second left or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. going to stick with you. The Stenlin goal against Columbus out. where they gave up with like a minute left and it was 6-5. That's going to stick with you, especially since they had the lead in that game too. They multiple times. game where Bodan and Mitchell scored their first goals. Yep, they had multiple two-goal leads in that game. Fucking hell. I didn't, man. Yeah, like, I didn't remember. This the team could be no so easily in the fourth place spot. That's why That's why it's so hard oh, yeah. on them, dude. And, and like, I know I shouldn't be because they don't have Taves, but like, dude. I they, think proven they can do it. That's a like, very underrated part of it. You don't have your captain. Oh, like, dude, it's we joke about leadership. If Taves like, is on that bench, they don't like crumble as easy. I feel like because Taves is going to be on everyone's ass on the bench more than Carlton is. Yeah, like, and like I love, I, I've loved Carlton this year minus the defensive system, but even like yeah, like it's it, how do you? And it, again, we joke about leadership, but like when you lose one of like, a guy who is like known as one of the best in the NHL. Like Taves has always been known as like one of the best captains in the NHL. And like when you're talked about that much, you know there's a reason for it. Like he's just and I hate this term, Even but there's this alpha he's got presence. The he does have the intangibles. He kinda has that like presence, you know, like mm-hmm. and he hosts host a call. Seabrook had it too. Like yeah. there you go is another guy. Like you don't I love have your two biggest game, leaders. They're just not they're they are they are not built like those guys in, in terms of like leadership qualities. No, Kane is more Keith of an example. Kane and Keith are the kind of guys that are like, I'll do my own thing and then right. you follow my lead. Like I, yeah. I'll lead by example, you know what I mean? Right. That was my my dad used to always say that. He's like, There are guys who who go out there and they just lead by example. Mm-hmm. Right. And they just that's just their thing. And there are guys who are who are who can do it. I mean, Taves obviously, Seabrook used to be able to um lead by example, but even if you they don't, even if they're not performing, like there's still that that presence in the locker room. There's still that you know, hell, the Leafs are still trying to find that. They they signed Simmons, Spezza, Thornton, and they still had to go get Nick Foligno. Like they don't have that. They don't have that. Clearly, teams value that. Maybe like, yeah. talking about this now makes me feel like a little bit better about the. Floor. Yeah, because like it, it shows, dude. It shows on nights like that. Like like that night against Detroit, dude. Taves would probably like. I was just thinking about this too. You don't even need a guy like Tapes. A guy like Robin Leonard used to do that too last year. Yeah. When the when they sucked, Leonard would just come to the bench and be like, "Wake the fuck up, guys! What the fuck's going on over here?" Yeah. And like that's what I loved I about him. Like man. he would just he'd be sitting there and he'd be like, "I am watching you guys not do shit in front of me. Start <laughs> actually trying." And there's no yeah. one on this team that's gonna go up and down the bench and say shit like that right now. Mm-hmm. Like Keith might guy, do man. it, but like he just kind of takes it out on the other team when he gets pissed. So yeah. I don't. Sometimes for for worse. Kane just takes it out on the refs. Like I don't fucking. It's just. <laughs> there was uh yeah, and it's more and then that scene more is whining. Like that's not you know like I mean Taves gets pissed at the referees, but that's Taves not... just gets pissed in general, which is why he's the best. Like he. Oh yeah. But you need someone like that on your bench. You need so because like when a guy like that gets riled up with the refs or gets riled up with the other team, it fucking helps the. It helps everyone else on the team. Like I'm it's gonna, gonna go sound so... dumb, but they're gonna they're gonna need like. 
You're I'm gonna, gonna sound even. What's up? You're gonna hate me for this, but they need an they need like an enforcer power forward in the offseason this year. Oh, they need, or, or they just yeah. need someone who's gonna actually stand up for this team. And it doesn't like I've seen Hagel do it a few times, yeah. which is good. Like it doesn't have to be like I've, I've seen Dubrick do it. Like modern enforcer, right? Like think of like Tom Wilson if he was good, like a guy who can play. And lead by who can you know play the game, who can be effective, yeah. but like w- won't be afraid to beat the shit out of somebody. Dude, they they just need someone like that. They need someone yeah. who will like or like a fuck like a Patrick Hornquist or something, or just someone that like, or like an Alex Kuhn. You know what I mean? Like someone oh, like that. Yeah. It's an yeah, like, honestly, if Tampa's no, no. not going to get rid of a contract, I would say Kuhn with they need an on this asshole. Team. That's who they need. They need an asshole. Get like a Kapanen, like shit. Just someone who's like, a little... get someone who pisses the other team off. Like Shaw yeah. used to do it, but. I don't want to see Shaw do that anymore. I actually no, don't want to see him play hockey himself. anymore because no, yeah. he's, he's one, die. one whack on the head away from fucking being bad. And it, it, at this point, it should be zero. Like it, he's been zero hits away from a, for a while, but it's just been it, it's just been that he won't just give in. And I think now he'll finally do that. Thank God, because I I, I among all fans, like I value his life among you know his. Mm-hmm. Production on the ice, dude, you, a little bit. You, you know? more than anyone get it. Like, yeah, are no yeah. fucking joke, dude. No, and he's got kids. Like you, like I, yeah, I, that's why I give Corey Crawford had, like, so much credit. Like Corey Crawford out. put his life before hockey, and he didn't get season. concussed again. He no, he, he just he probably he was, like, mm. he was probably taking practice shots, and he just took one right by the head, and he was like, you know, I don't need to be risking this anymore. Yeah, and this is the thing with concussions. People don't realize this. Like the thing is, you don't injuries aren't like and i feel like this mindset is had so often with just like because people just see it as okay they're injured or they're not like concussions are oh well he's not out with a concussion he's not out you know in the concussion protocol he's not you know on the injured reserve so therefore you know it's not you know being you know being hit around and shots to the head aren't going to matter being a goalie i think concussions are probably you have to be so much more wary of because you're you're getting pushed around with you know, as any as any uh, any skater, but as a goalie, you're ta- you're taking a shot to the noggin at least once or twice a game. Yep, and you're taking like a 75 to 100 mile an hour piece of rubber at your head. Harder than any hit you're gonna take. I yep. well, I could be wrong, but you know, when I played hockey, uh, getting hit in the head with a puck um, at that speed usually hurt, hurt a little bit more than a nudge against the boards. You're not likely going to get blown up by as a Dora type player every night. You're just not yeah. likely to have that unless, you know, very specific reasons. Um, but your goal, you're taking that at least once or twice to the head every game. Yeah. And, if not and, more. and you just don't. If you're the Hawks it's... and don't know how to shoot, if you're playing as the Hawks, you're taking at least five to the head. So, you know. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. But um, went to one day at devil's camp and he saw someone take a fucking wrister at his head and he was just like, like dude. I've done this in practice way too Hawks long. The Hawks are bad, but I years. can't do this. <laughs> yeah. But you, it's like in. The thing is, like, again, I'm talking from experience. You get that hitter, that little whatever, and you're like, it hits you, like, you know, you know, pun intended. Like, it really does hit you. You're like, like this, you get headaches for the rest of the day, right? And you're like, I can't do this night in, night out. I can't be doing this day in, day out, you know. And you can get the help you need off the ice. But if you want to do that, you can't be committing to a a professional hockey team each season. You have to take, you have to go and you have to, for years, you have to be committing to progress and to at least, even if it's just 
like I'm doing this right now, even if you're just sitting down and you're doing neurofeedback, you don't have to be like, you're at a point where you don't have to be like working your ass off to get better because you're at the point where you've suffered enough where you just need to sit down and let the doctors take care of you. That's where you're at. And that's where he's at right now. Just let the doctors do their thing. You're a multi-millionaire again. You're yeah. a Stanley Cup champion. You're going to have one. You've won multiple cups. <clears throat> yeah, you're going to have. You're not even 30 yet. You're not even 30. Crawford? Right? Oh, I, I thought we were talking about oh, Shaw. Shaw, Shaw. Would, honestly, same thing. Same it's thing. It's the same for both of them, honestly. Yeah, it's a little older, but Oh, still. it doesn't matter. You're, it's the same thing, man. Dude, like, you got so much more to live for. Like, mm-hmm. it, you, it's over half your life still to come. And, like, you don't want more of that to be shortened because you take one bad hit to the head because Shackoff yeah. McGee on the fucking Stars wants to hit you. <laughs> you know, honestly, dude, the Stars roster, I would not be surprised if they had dude, a player. The Stars in Columbus McGee. now just throw cheap shots. It's like really stupid. Well, but they have like just every guy. Like they they have the Mark Dunks and the Buzz Flibbits. Like they just have dude, guys. The Buzz Flibbits are everywhere in Columbus right now. Like, like I was like, I was like, is that Stefan Mateau? And then my dad's like, no, that's Mateau's kid. I was like, what? <laughs> it's literally Stefan Mateau's kid. It's literally like, Stefan Mateau's kid. <laughs> Name Stefan Mateau. <laughs> they literally named him the same name, but the best part is he just he typed it differently. Like he spelled it differently. <laughs> like, like just... the most white quirky thing ever. It's wow. so funny to me. Wow. Oh, it's so good, so good. Um, yeah. So we well, of course, there are a lot of ELCs being signed. Uh, Connor Sheary, um, good player in his own right. Uh, three years. Like, it's not simply a product of Sidney Crosby. With all jokes aside, like, and we've done that for how many times last forever, he's actually been really good. He's, he's been, been great third liner in Washington. Yeah, he's been good analytically the last couple of years, but he's done more than that this year. Like, was it 12, 13 goals? And get that. Something like that. And he's getting power play time, too, and he's cashing in on all that. Like, in a full year, he's around 30 goals, and you're getting him for 1.5 mil? That's, that's nasty. I mean, yeah, here, I can. I'm gonna check his shooting percentage because I'm sure he's on a bit of a bender. I mean, yeah. playing on he, playing on Washington. I mean, you're gonna get some freebies. Yeah, you gotta give Brian McClellan some credit there because, like, I know everyone's giving him crap for the Mantha trade, which I personally like for both teams. Because, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you traded this year's first. That's gonna be like 25th probably or later. If in this draft, exactly in a draft that you don't know what's happening, like. Losing Brana does suck. And then you got rid of Panic's contract. You got rid of, like, basically the same cap hit as Mantha. The, the, thing, that's curious, the thing that makes me interested with Washington is, like, it's good they have deals like Sherry because Ovechkin's going to get, like, at least 10. So, mm, oh, he's, unless he takes a discount. But, he's this offseason, isn't he? Yep. That's Isn't that cr- Man, Alex Dude, Ovechkin, Ovechkin gets, hits free agency, it's going to be the biggest thing that's happened in the NHL. Like, you think Stamkos mm-hmm. was big a few years ago and Tavares no. was big? Oh. No. Dude, no. if Ovi hits that open no. market, you're going to hear me, like, preach on Twitter. I don't care how bad the Hawks will be. Give him $13 million. I want one no. year of Ovechkin and Kane before I die. No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Stamkos, let's put it this way. Stamkos and Tavares are... Stamkos and Tavares are your childish Gambino. You know, fantastic rap, fantastic rapper. Ovechkin's the Love baby. Love to death. Mm, almost, almost. Uh, the baby, Ovechkin wishes he was the baby. But Ovechkin's like, we're talking like Snoop Dogg, right? He's yeah, an no. icon, Obi's, Obi's right? Obi's I don't know Drake. why. 
No, he's not a pedophile. Don't worry about that. We can't. We can't do that to our well, boy. Then we go there. And then <laughs> hey, he's actually um, the Beatles. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. <laughs> Some random band here. Right. I know our our friend Kenny right now is just like. Finally, he's like, I hate you guys. Right right now, his name is his. Sorry, his like, uh, his brain's going off. But no, this we're talking about like an icon. We're not talking about like just a great player. We're talking about a guy who like transcends just like, like, you know, being just a great player. My dad and I were talking about this when we were watching the Hawks a couple nights ago because um, Mm -hmm. like Ovechkin scored again, or like we were talking about Ovechkin or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I was sitting there and I was like, if I could, like, I would kill. To have Alex Ovechkin back in the 80s. Because mm, no. I'm telling you, that dude would get 100 in his sleep every year against those goalies. I was saying. And he's big enough to where he could have played in that era, too, because he would have just been throwing people around. Like, because that was like an era where if you couldn't fucking hit, you're going to get your ass kicked. Or you're Dennis Savard. So. <sighs> I was saying, yeah, he's, the, he's like the only short guy in that, in that time period, honestly. Only noted short king. Hmm. Um,. Yeah, I was, I was talking like to him. Oh, oh, true, true, true. Yeah, and when you know a guy like that short could play that well. I think Stan Mikita, wasn't he? He wasn't the tallest. Yeah, Mikita guy. wasn't that tall. He was like 5'11". <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a that's Mikita like Alex to bring it back then. He was the uncheckable check, bro. He was like Crosby. He was a horse. He, oh, man, he was like the Braden Point of his time. Like five, like because like Braden Point now is short. Braden Point bro. wishes he'd have a career like Stan Mikita. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, like and he, think about that. Think about Braden Point, a guy who's that short. Like I know that the league is getting shorter and faster, but like even then, like five, like Braden Point is not five nine. He's like five eight, five seven. He is a small guy, mm-hmm. and to be able to put up the points he does, even with that height, is pretty insane. Like let's not let's not kid ourselves. The NHL still has like you know strong defensemen in there, like big guys, like. You know, you're you're parking Braden Point by Alex Petrangelo. That's not going to be fun for you. It's not I mean, going to be fun. I've for seen you. him win battles with like with the likes of like Charlie McAvoy and shit. So yeah, exactly. So like, there's a guy, right? And so I mean, yeah, like that. You can't you can't just like shy that away. So I mean, um, I don't know, man. Like that's you you get a guy like uh, man, what was I going with? Oh my god, yeah, Ovechkin, right? Like I don't care. Like I know that I've I've, I've kind of been more like yeah but you know the athletes didn't have the resources back then yada 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 but Ovechkin's almost one of those guys who's just kind of born that way I mean look at his parents you could have put Ovechkin in any league and that dude's still gonna score goals like that shot's never gonna that shot's lethal in any year in the NHL like right it doesn't matter he would have still got 50 in the dead puck era like like, and think he about it. And he, he basically he's the that. one who changed the dead puck era. Like yeah, Caleb Cosby. Crosby single-handedly started a new era. It's so interesting. Before that lockout, it was just like tight checking I... trap, New Jersey Devil, Scott Stevens bullcrap. Oh God. I don't think we were we talked about this yet on the podcast, but we're talking about uh we're talking about a situation where Crosby and Ovechkin brought us out of the dead puck era. Right. And then now you're at the point where, and let's be honest. Patrick Kane and Connor McDavid changed this league. They have changed this league. Connor McDavid. Has <laughs> Patrick Kane changed yeah. the league on his own. He for does. Guys like because guys like Matt Barzell and Braden Point wouldn't be in the league without Kane, or they yeah, wouldn't they be. Would, no. They wouldn't have been given shots that they were given without Kane. No, because Kane Matthew going first overall on his size. Just like, dude, you can even ask. Like, I remember I watched an interview back in the or a couple years ago where JVR got interviewed. He thought he was going one that draft for the longest time. 
because people still valued size that much. That's and, crazy, dude. Like people, people didn't think Kane would make the team out of camp that year. They thought they were gonna send have to send him back to London and put on weight, like. And did he make the team out of camp that year? Yeah, yeah, and then he came out of camp and won the Calder into like sixty points. So, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, back then that was like back so. then that was like ninety. That was like ninety points in a full. But the seat. thing with McDavid too is like, there's not another McDavid in the league. That's the it's thing. Not gonna That's be. Thing. McDavid's speed be. has changed how players play defense, right? And he's changed how players. I'm, against him. I, I'm, I'm sure he's changed how players train too. I'm sure he's changed how oh, a lot of hundred percent, dude. Yeah, like dude. they got to work on their lateral quickness so much more now because of McDavid and like their ang- like. And Pri- I like, would love to see Prime Keith against McDavid because Keith's dude. gap control would be very interesting against the way McDavid comes into the zone with speed. Because McD- McDavid sees the game so fast. It's just unbelievable. That's the scary thing, and that's why he's so good. And I feel like people don't realize this enough. Like, I feel like we take it for granted, myself included. Like, it's hard not to when you just see it every night. A guy who can think as fast as he does. He's moving like 20 miles an hour, and he's just he's and he's three steps ahead of five. you. He's, thinking he's three steps ahead of you mentally and, like, physically. That's like scary because you can play the best you can, but this guy's going to be thinking better than you are. And you just have to be like, you just have to rely on your skill at that point. Yeah. Oh, but it's, remember he doesn't play defense. So it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't can't matter. Win the heart. Like, no. You like, absolutely... David better win the heart unanimously this year. I'm serious. Oh, no, like, no, it's not will. even funny. You don't even have to worry like, about that. No, he's going to win every award. He's going to win the fucking Norris this year. Honestly, <laughs> he's getting everything. David for Vesna. At this point, what I would. You're saying McDavid for Calder, finally. Dude. Yeah, fine. Yeah, you know what, right? Yeah, because Panarin shaking about. right now? Question mark. <laughs> finally, dude. Yeah, Caleb McCarr take it away from last year. Give them both. Honestly, the way that Connor McDavid keeps the puck in the offensive zone for so long, like you honestly could give him the Vezina after this year. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even care. Like, it's just on a different you level. You could put and, like um, you could put like me and him on his wings, and he's still getting the game. <laughs> Crosby changed the league. In, in his way in terms of just bringing in skill and, you know, like just puck possession. And Ovechkin changed it in terms of goal scoring. McDavid changed it in terms of speed. Patrick Kane changed it in terms of just pure puck management or puck management, but puck handling skill. Like you wouldn't, and it's such a weird detail, but I, I, I'm a huge, like, you know, gearhead guy when it comes to hockey. Every single young American player uses the same Bauer setup that Kane does. Yep. They all want to be Patrick Kane. And that's yeah. that affects well, because USA. like he changed the USA like yeah like you may not have the best sh- you may not have the best shot you may not have you may be the fastest skater the one thing you can teach yourself to have is have fast hands exactly that's something and, you well, can do in your garage you don't need ice for that like no, no. so like, every I, kid's I, trying to be Kane with his hands and also I will be the first to say Kane has the best backhand in the league and I will die on that oh hill. no like, for sure for sure Crosby that dude could probably take a backhand from 45 feet out and it'll go bar down if you give him that if you give him the time I remember this is so weird to me like I remember the game where he uh, had a hat trick against Pittsburgh I saw that one live I was lucky to see that and panic nice. had that da- nasty yeah just fucking exposes him getting Malkin Holy, yeah that was I was right behind that oh my god that has to be the nastiest goal I've seen live that was just like blow the roof off kind of goal that was a Nisi officer, so they ran Panarin, Schmaltz, Kane, and I was like, this line is so much fun. And then they tried. I know, dude. <laughs> dude God. God, it comes up once a podcast, Sod for Panarin. Worst trade uh, ever. 
It's the Seattle Wild Complex. <laughs> I told you you were talking last night, dude. You literally you are Steve Dangle with more swear words, and I'm Adam Wild. I, I'm Adam Wild. Like I, I, I laugh at everything. So <laughs> I'm the Adam Wild of this podcast, and then Pierce is just a silent assassin. And it wasn't. Pierce it's funny because. Yeah, that's what did I say? Yeah, no, I'm in Jesse. Yes, he's yeah. the, you're like, you're like, he's silent. I was like, that's Jesse most of the time. And then when and Pierce no, talks, I, he usually spits facts. That's exactly what I'm saying. Hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, the coffee's not good enough today. See, this is like, oh my god, I've listened to that podcast so much that like I spit out references like this entire mm-hmm. podcast because that's just my life. I'm just like, it's just references, references. Oh, yeah. It's I either to, I used to listen to them all the time. I listen to them every now and then. It's just like mm-hmm. I have to look at what they're talking about because like. They're yeah. so pretentious with the Leafs right now. Well, Steve's not. Steve kind of knows what the, what's going on with the Leafs, but Adam and Jesse get a little pretentious with the Leafs, and I'm like, I think that they're really trying to just like it's such a it's so negative in Toronto. I feel like they're just trying to bring something in there because let's be honest, you see Twitter, they make one mistake and that the fans like hate everything. Dude, what this, makes me they, sick is the way they treat William treat William Nylander. Dude, well, I'll they take treat William Nylander in a heartbeat. They think they, William Nylander's bad. Get Alex Nylander. Oh my God! No, please! I will gladly trade a. I will trade. I would honestly, if you get like a 17th overall pick or something this year, like a 16, like the high end of the draft lottery. Dude, I'm trading I trade, a, I trade a first and like one of our B pro, like one of our. Yeah, give Malik Neander. Give Malik Neander. Let him think that they have something. Jesus fucking Christ! I don't give a shit. No. Give him like a no, first. A second. Honestly, a second in Neander. Give him two seconds. Give him two seconds. I don't care. Give him a first and Ian Mitchell. That way they get their right-handed defenseman. Hey, <laughs> listen, man. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining here. Dude, I remember when, like, Nylander was, like, not signed and they were going through, like, trade rumors and shit. And one of one of, like, the Toronto Sun plagers was, like, signed for Nylander. And I was like, yes, this is what I need. <laughs> Honestly, I, I wouldn't have even minded that at all. Like, that's perfect I heard, like, for Schultz both sides. Nylander at one point, too, was in the works, but... And that's your guy. But again, that's like I would have traded Schmaltz for Nylander. Don't even get it twisted. Like, yeah. Yeah. Literally our favorite players. But like let's be honest, Nylander is a is this league's current possession god. Like that's exactly what you want in your team. You mm-hmm. want a guy like that who literally just like put him in the yeah. offensive zone, hold the puck, and then just give it to, I don't know, Austin Matthews or I don't know, Mitch Marner or John Taveras. Oh my dear God, dude. Give well, me like, he, give me like the Brinket, Doc, and Nylander. Fucking, I, <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to tell Doc. Just go sit in front of the net. Let Nylander <sighs> hit the clock. The Brinket get open. I'm trying to get past my porn addiction. You're not helping me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Come on, it's no Feb November. Continued, you asshole. God, I just, my God. But um, I actually want to hit on the Leafs. Um, really quick, I didn't realize how. I know I mentioned it. I I don't know if it was the last podcast or if it was on the live stream because it would have been lost in the live stream, no doubt. Um, Riley Nash is like the Leafs have what they need. I almost feel like they didn't need Nick Foligno again. Maybe there's they need that captain. Like I, I think the reason they got Foligno is just because of kind of the situation they're in now. Like if one of their core four goes down. It's a problem. You, like, you they, need one of those guys. Like yeah. one of them, they can maybe survive, but it's clear now if they lose two of them, they're done. They're done. Like, can and we, I'm gonna be honest, if they lose Matthews, just Matthews. Oh no, done. no, 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 they're no. That's not even a question. That guy, Marner, if, Marner's good, but he can't carry the team on his own. If Connor McDavid doesn't exist, Matthews should win MVP. My yeah, opinion. But 
Yeah. No. You know, but he's not going to stop. Like yeah. McDavid's going to win the heart the next because McDavid isn't Ranton in there too. Ranton has been super good, and no one's that's, talking about that dude. He's thing. got like forty-seven I, goals. I didn't realize how damn good he's been this year. Like it's dude, scary right? good. Yeah, and like Ranton, I see is more of a playmaker, but like, he's and this is what I was saying. He is year. literally a be a pro player. Like he is not fancy at all. He's not fancy like at all. Player. He's like Dreisaitl. They're not fancy players. They just get the puck and they score or they they make a, a good pass. Like, they're just – they're not fancy at all. But who gives a shit when you get 27 goals out of them? I mean, that's just – that's not even a nitpick. I'm just like – that's just a, an observation. But yeah. that's what fascinates me about them. They just get the job done. They don't care. Mm-hmm. No need to be pretty about it. Um, But, uh, in, okay, Charles Barkley, I'm going to start a dialogue here. Um. <laughs> Is John Tavares not exactly what you want? Is he not really a captain? I'm sorry. Uh, I know Austin Matthews was supposed to be the captain. I don't so. see John Tavares as a like, – I've thought this for a while. He doesn't fit the role at all. He literally just goes, yeah. So, we talked he, about this – so we talked about it earlier. Right. The, the, the leadership situation with the Hawks. He's yeah. a lead-by-example kind of guy. He's, and he's not the kind of guy who's going to speak up in the locker room, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like they need that, though. I feel like they need the guy, that I feel like guy. For the longest time, I thought Morgan Riley was going to be the captain of that team. Because, like, he's been there the longest. He's got the best relationship with everyone on the team. He seems like, like a guy who will speak up in the locker room, too. Yeah, he Mind speaks you, up. I believe he has a lisp, but he'll do his best. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know. The Leafs just, I can't take them seriously. <laughs> No, because it's like they either win by like Matthews and Marner putting on a Harlem Globetrotters performance, which like is fine. You'll win games like that, but not every game in the playoffs. No, you won't. I will say one thing, though. They become a better defensive team this year, which you know what? I haven't paid attention to their numbers. You know what? I yeah, they probably have. I could probably look at that and be like, yeah, like statistically, they probably have been because I just. With them, it's like with how many goals they've let up the last or how bad they've been defensively. The way I watch every game is I just go, I almost tune out how much they let in because I'm just like, just let in, just score more than the other team. That is my, that's what I expect the Leafs to do. I never expect them to have any kind of defensive clamp down ever because it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, they, I mean, hey, if they've done that, oh my God. I mean, that's all this team is needed to do. All this team is needed to do is learn how to shut it down. Um, Clearly, it doesn't happen all the time. We've seen uh, them play the Senators, the fucking Senators this year. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just that that team again between the ears. That's that's what that team's problem is, man. It's between the ears every single time. And Freddie Anderson, uh, dude, like I, that's another reason why I like can't really stand Leafs fans right now because like you could give them Andre Vasilevsky and they're still gonna blame the goalie. Well, the thing with Anderson is like he he has been rough. He's dude, not the but like they blame two on ones on him. Like you can't oh, do no. that. Well, that's but ridiculous. I saw one where it was like there was one game where he led up like four goals, right? Yeah, yeah. I swear to God, two out of the four were like odd man rushes, and I just hear Leafs fans on Twitter like Anderson's got to have that one. Anderson's got to have that one. I'm like, it's a two on fucking one. That's the on the defense. One, Doesn't the... matter. The six like, five loss to Ottawa when he gets a break was it a breakaway I think the the, the uh, no, no, no Dadnov was it Dadnov yeah. sound like uh, can, I sound like Pierce right now Mike Matheson um 
But uh, yeah, like, what what am I supposed to like yell at Freddie Anderson? What did, was he supposed to play point and not pinch and let you know and and not let up that breakaway? I, well, I forgot how the play exactly happened, but no, yeah. like, it's it's what ridiculous. Jesus, every night. I'm sorry. Like, I swear to God, like, lenient with Lincoln when he lets up goals because I'm like, you if you it's know on him, guys... I say it's on him, but like, it's very rare that when Lincoln like. Be, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, that Detroit game is probably, like, the third game all year that he's, like, the game's probably on him. Exactly. Like, that one, like, like there was a Tampa game that was like that. And then mm-hmm. um, there's one more game. I can't think of it. But, like, there's only been three games where, like, Lincoln has let in a bunch of shit. It was Carolina. I think Carolina was probably – there was probably a Carolina game, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, It was that first one where we yeah. lost out, I think. Right. But, yes. Yeah, where he would just, like, yeah. Like, and, but, like, you said, fucking three games all year? Fine. Dude, and, and Anderson has been like, Anderson has been sub nine hundred, but like again, what, what drives me nuts is that it's like I don't know, like I, it, it, like, he's just a can, scapegoat though. He is a scapegoat though. Let's yes, be honest. It, it frustrates me because they'll be like, "Well, we're only letting up twenty shots a night." I'm like, "Cool, you're letting up twenty shots a night. If five and six of those are high danger chances, it's about the same as giving up thirty shots, and like two of them are high danger chances." Yeah, I, I like, don't ask any goalie. They, like Robin Leonard said this last year, especially with the Hawks. He was like, "It's kind of nice. Like he's okay with the way the Hawks play defense because he's just seeing shots from the outside. Like he could deal with that. But it's when you give up those high danger chances, those two on ones, those chances in the middle of the slot, which most of the time that's on the defense not being able to rotate." Robin Leonard Anderson's fault when some guy gets wide open in the slot, right? Yeah, seriously, because it's like you're you're but he's got to stop a puck. Like, I mean, unfortunately, the Hawks, I think, well, right now it's like high danger chances are probably the most in the league right now. But for a while, yeah, it was just getting pucks flung at them a ton. But it like you said, it doesn't matter. It, it, uh, who who cares at all? Because yeah, you're just okay. Punch that one out. Kick that one out. Okay, like just get the puck, move it up. Let's go. Especially if you see the puck too, like from that far out. Yeah. Like and that's the, one thing. Like I get the Hawks crap for on the power play, especially because like they don't <laughs> let Lincoln and see the puck usually. No, no. Oh my God! Don't even get me started on a tangent there because that's literally the one thing. It's the one thing that Lincoln has a weakness for. His rebound control is like above average. It's not great. It's better than Subban's. Yeah, and but Lankinen is he's great side to side. He is very athletic. He is great when he can see the puck. He's tracking that thing. When he can see the puck, he is tracking that son of a bitch, and that's his puck. When you don't let him see the puck, and okay, he will get better in time. Like look at Corey Crawford. Look at Corey Crawford. Like Crawford, like three years. Yeah, like am I okay? Because I I got into the Hawks like around late twenty twelve season, right? You've been a, you've been like I've active. been I've been here since like oh six. Yeah, you've been you've been here yeah, a little like, bit. You've been here like a from bit. the games I can remember. You know what I mean? Like I used to go to games all the time when I was little, but like remembering yeah. TV games, it's like oh six. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, I'm jealous of that. Like not because they were bad, but like just that's so cool. Like I yeah, I would go to games when I was like my dad would take me to games when I was like three years old, but I just didn't. I wasn't in the sports, and I I watched the 2010 run, but like I didn't know what I was. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was taking in. But like yeah. late 2012, I, I started watching, and like um I don't know like. With Crawford, I had the common sense enough to go, hey, this, like, in 2013, like, hey, this, you know, he's playing his ass off, and this, you know. Crawford could just... have won the Conn Smythe in 2013. He was that good, like, in the playoffs. No, he could have won that. He, I, he wouldn't have won the Vezina, for sure, but he was one of the best goalies that year. He did was. not get he enough. and Niami. Or not Niami. Uh, Emery. Emery. Oh, I God. I, God, I loved Emery. Loved that man. But, uh, 
we we saw it back then. He could not track a puck. I was oh my god, I was at the game where Mikhail Bodker scored from like the stands. That oh, for one. Fuck's sake. Yeah, that was one of the most deflating games dude, I've ever Bodker seen. Dude, that year. That's so stupid. Oh yeah, dude, Mikhail Bodker. For- Mikel Bodker is one of those dudes that everyone thought was going to be a 30 goal scorer, and he never was. It wasn't Me even too. A 20 goal 2015 16 or 17, where I was like, we got to get Mikhail Bodker for this one. The Sharks got him, and then he got traded to Ottawa. <laughs> terrible. I think he was that 2016. Yep. 2016. Yeah, it was the Stamkos offseason. It was the, it was it was the, the offseason. Uh, everyone got overpaid. Yeah. Mikhail <laughs> Bodker, they got him for the cup run. Remember that? Poster got overpaid. Lucic got overpaid. Wait, no, no. Oh, yeah. They got him in the. Oh. No, because the Avalanche got him for mm-hmm. their run, and then they didn't do anything with it. Oh, my God. Yep. And he signed with the Sharks. And No, because he signed after the cup run mm-hmm. God, that year. But, um, no, like Crawford, he was – he was back then, he could not – he could not stop a shot if he was screened. He was awful on the glove side. And, yes, goalies are not generally good on their glove side compared to their blocker. Yo, own that bozo. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't he just put the laughing emoticon on the Skype call? Wow, really just laugh wow, really just laughing at the playoffs back I know, dude. Literally Johnny Boychuk over here. Wow. Unbelievable. I'll never forget that Johnny Boychuk shot because that was literally just like that was the most like that shot screamed fuck you. Like that nah, shot was do you remember that, right? Just yeah. loads up a cannon. Like you heard the net it's just high too. Ooh. Yeah, that like, was nasty. Oh, the, the goal that sticks with me from that playoff run that other team scored was like game five against the Kings. I'm sitting there with like nine seconds left. I'm like, oh my all God. they got to do is win this faceoff oh, and they're going to win. Oh. And my dad's like, well, they could lose the faceoff and get scored on. And then literally oh. right <laughs> off the faceoff, Mike Richards scores. And I look at him, I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. You didn't know. Oh <laughs> I, my God. I, I was just so pissed. I was like, you spoke that into existence. <laughs> you spoke that into existence. Are you That's kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> oh, dude, and fuck. I remember that game too because, like, Kane's second goal, Dowdy was pissed because he thought it was going, or I think it was Williams or Dowdy. He, they were pissed because yeah. Bickle had goalie interference. Like, I if it was today's fuck. game, Bickle probably would have been called for goalie interference. To be honest, well, everything's goalie interference nowadays, so you're dude, absolutely Dustin right. Dustin Bufflin would have had so many goaltender interference calls back in 2010. Oh, man. <laughs> Dustin Bufflin literally would, like, grab Luongo, throw him into the net, and go, all right, I'm going to, yeah, now I'm just going to hit it in. Ragnall him. <laughs> so funny. He literally just he would cross check him if I'm right. Yeah. It was so funny. And like, wh- wh- who's gonna stop him? Like, yeah, a referees? No, he'll just fucking, kill the referees. The no, like Burroughs? No. <laughs> Burroughs? Oh my god! I wish he would try to fight Bufflin. Kessler? Really? Absolutely not. <laughs> sideways, trying to fight that dude. Unbelievable if he tried that. But oh my god! Oh yeah, that team was like one for the dramatics. I remember we were at a oh, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings, and the whole place is just on their feet. And then the entire place, ah, oh, Richards, yeah. off Richards' is chest and in. That was... Oh, so. mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I was going to say, but Patrick King gets the hat-trick overtime winner, one of the most iconic goals in Blackhawks history. Can't complain. Okay. Yeah, but um, no, again, like, that... Crawford was still having these struggles in the finals. Like, Kevin Lincoln and, and like, let's look at, okay, just for the sake of comparison, because I think these two have very similar trajectories. I think they also play very similar game styles. Like, I don't know about you, but I really think that, um, I, 
I really feel that um, Lankinen's a lot like Crawford in that, like, they're not too flashy. They're very positional. They're yeah, very much like Crawford and Lundquist, one of the two. What's up? Because Hank used to be like that, too. Yeah. Lundquist, Lundquist used to be really deep in his crease like Lankinen is, but he used to be really good side to side, so it was like... It didn't matter. Like, it was, yeah, exactly. like deep in the, yeah, and it's like you know how to track the puck coming in you from the slot. Like, fine. Okay, play deep in the crease, but like, you know, if you just if as long as you're you know as long as you make sure that you you realize that these guys are going to be taking you know they're going to be picking corners as long as you can get those corners. Yeah. Crawford was. Let me get this. I, these two just feel so similar for me. Mm-hmm. Crawford was. Crawford was 27, 26 when he. Uh, Dude, he well, got drafted he been, the same year Seabrook did. Oh, he three. Was, he was 26 midway through his starting year. Yeah. Uh, like that's what, 25? They're basically in the same trajectory in terms of age-wise. Because everyone goes, oh, Lincoln is older. Yes, but it, that's every goal. Unless you're Carter Hart or um, – Carter Hart's falling off. Well, like good Carter Hart, right? Mm-hmm. Like imagine being a good Carter Hart. Well, imagine being like Vasilevsky. Uh, yeah, there you go. Like, there's a guy who's been good two years in a row, right? <laughs> like, actually consistently yeah. good so far. Yeah, Kevin Lincoln in 25. Kevin Lincoln is going to be 26. He's he's younger than Crawford was. He's four. He's basically four months younger than Crawford was. He's almost younger exactly. on a worse team, and he's putting up almost the same numbers. Right. Like, they play, and I don't know if you, you know, I mean, I don't know if you agree or not, but like, I really see Lincoln in his like. He plays so much like Crawford, from what I see. I'm yeah. sure I have a couple of friends who are goal, like goalie gurus who would you know, probably could point out the thing, this and that. And I would love to hear it. I'd, yeah, it'd be interesting to like bring on the podcast. But um, just from like a you know just from like a general fans uh, you know eye test, he just has that very like he's not overly flashy. He just gets the job done. Very um, very uh, uh not the word I'm looking for, but very efficient, right? Yeah. Very he's efficient, efficient goaltender. Yeah, and like that's but that's he makes you, the saves he needs to save. You yeah, know. and and that's he can still, you know, he can still pull off like you know Taylor Hall, you know, in overtime cross crease robbery kind of kind yeah, of crap. Dude, like he has like top three save of the year candidate, in my opinion, on Ekblad this year, where he oh, just that. highway robbery with the glove on the power play. Every like, single time that I say he can be athletic, like that's the first save I think of. Dude, like he just literally split glove up, like. And he literally awesome. stared Ekblad down for like a for a whole like half. Dude, second. he owns Ekblad. I'm sorry, like he's robbed Ekblad like seven times this year. Like I'm not even kidding. Like all in the right circle too. This dude comes flying in the right circle and tries to snipe one and Lincoln is like, get the fuck out of here. I love, I love this dude. I just can't get enough of this dude. Yeah, he's putting up nine fourteen. Um, in Crawford. I mean, obviously season's not over, but Crawford in twenty ten eleven. And you gotta keep this in mind too. Crawford nine seventeen, close enough. You also oh, have to keep in mind. Like one of the best teams in the tens. Granted, that 2010-11 team wasn't the like, best, but they were dude, good. But they still had Jalmerson, Keith, and Seabrook. It's like in their prime. In their prime, Keith was coming off of a Vesna. Vesna, Vesna winner, Duncan Keith. Yes, we're talking about out of position Vesna players too much. But um, coming off a Norris year, Jalmerson becoming the best defensive defenseman in the league. Seabrook probably in his prime. Or about to be in his prime, if not in the like in that, you know. Yeah, Seabrook was always good. Like he's a good two three. He was always a good two three. I think he was always a good. Like that's a two. Like that well, is. He a was two. two for a long time, but he became yeah. a three late. He became a three because like because Jalbertson was just that good. And yeah. well, 2014-15, where you saw some signs of it. 
I love those pairings in 2015. Like, like I someone was at like I think it was Tate or someone. They were asking like, oh, who's the most underrated hawk from those cup runs? And it's like, dude, it's Dave Bowen or Johnny Oduya because Johnny Oduya gave the Hawks so much flexibility on the back end. And no, I said it right after, dude. In 2015, 16, the first thing I said is this team needs an Oduya. This yeah, team needs an Oduya, and he wasn't going to be the same thing because you know the wrist injury. I I didn't think about how much I was going to affect them because I was like, I remember 2016, I was like, playoff that too. He I remember like when a, he came back. I was like, oh, let's go. Like we got Oduya back, but I didn't take the shell out. Himself. Right, shell himself in other ways, but especially the wrist. Like he yeah. was playing on a bum wrist, still had a crappy wrist, and like the fact that, like that. that the fact that he did that in the playoffs. And, and he was playing, and he and and that was the playoff where they were just running that top four into the ground, because they're five. Well, especially after Roosevelt got hurt, because Roosevelt was a good five, and then he like he kind of helped with the minutes. But when Roosevelt broke his ankle that playoff, like they were giving Teeman in and like fucking Kyle Comiskey like six minutes a night. Kyle Comiskey, David Runblad, I'm pretty sure got. It. And then tr- TBR came back in the Cup final. Came back for like the last two or three games and yeah, actually no, was able like to. Came the last it. two games and they were like, "All right, kid, go play with Keith on the top pair." Like what? <laughs> I like it is a fan like who like, is being a fan now for like a whole like you know almost ten years. It makes me realize how insane that is to take a kid who is was a rookie this year, gets an injury, and they just go and just go play. Top game, game five, Stanley Cup final series, tie two two. Go play. Minutes, top pairing minutes in the Stanley Cup finals. And he did well. Like, they only let up one goal in those two games. So. He played well enough, clearly. That's like, like a reoccurring theme with the Lightning. They just get goalied in the end of their play- – when they get low- – when they lose in the playoffs. Like, literally, like, think about it. Like, they got goalied by Crawford in 2015. Then 2016, it was fucking uh, Matt Murray. Defense and goalie <laughs> – they got goalied by Matt Murray. Back when Matt Murray was, like, the next Tony Esposito, according to people, which – ha. That's hilarious. Well, no, no, he wins. He wins a cup behind a good defense, and they're like, okay, well, see, Esposito won it, so therefore, Such therefore, he's the next. Matt Murray was stopping like twenty shots a night in that cup run. He's going to be Ken Dryden because Ken, you know, remember Ken Dryden winning nine cups in a row and just going, I'm bored. Literally went, I'm bored. I'm going to get out of here. That, like, think about that memory. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Ken Dryden. Dude, but like, think about it. Like, and then the next two eliminations, they got goalied by Holpe. Holpe shot him out in the last two games of that series. And then Bobrovsky literally owned their ass two years ago in the playoffs. So, <laughs> like, well, it's just like, I, how do you beat the light? Your needs to stand on his goddamn noggin. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I've said this. going to beat him in round one. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I've praised their defense, but nowadays, too, their defense is not. It's Victor Hedman and the boys. Well, they only have David, David Savard. I, I really like David Savard with uh, Victor Hedman. Really like that a lot. Like that's oh, a. Jan. He is no not Jan Ruda. Don't I, I won't I won't even try to argue that. But <laughs> no, he's. I, I think that. In can, can we just get Sergeyev out of Tampa Bay already? For fuck's sake! I'm so tired of this guy being slapped on the right side on the second and third pairings. I'm yeah, because so they didn't even it. done on the play left. I'm so tired of that, left. dude. He would. Oh my god! If Sergeyev becomes trade available, throw the fucking farm at him. Throw everything at that guy. Sergeyev just makes me laugh my ass off because, like, Montreal had him, and they were looking for this left-handed defenseman for so fucking long, and they had him, and then they just traded him immediately. <laughs> and now he's, like, probably would be their number one in Montreal, and it's like... Oh, he would be their number one, two, and three at the same time in yeah. Montreal. Apparently, uh, okay. well, apparently, Shit Weber's falling off. I didn't... I missed the memo? 
Like, it's like almost like old guy who's giant, his body's going to give out. The Brent Seaver <laughs> complex. Better yeah, hope he doesn't he, retire, Nashville. At least Weber took he his Weber yeah Weber went and did his surgeries, so we had a little bit longer than Seabrook. That yeah makes but, sense to me now. Dude, oh no, but now his contract is like he needs to play it out. No, or Nashville's no, gonna get fucked. <laughs> literally the, the definition of the definition of bioproof, bioproof completely. Um, and we're gonna the GM bit, on the Flyers back then that offer sheet. Like whoever was because he's the reason this is happening right now. Like, yeah, Weber oh, wasn't going to get that long term deal if Philly didn't offer sheet him. Weber offer sheet, and uh, we're getting closer to the end of the podcast here. Oh, yeah, but, I was about to say, we got yeah, because I know you got to get somewhere, but um, I before we end it and get, we'll get to a quick topic. Um, yeah, and uh, the most important topic of all. Um, let's see, Predators general. Manager David Poyle, of course, but who was the look at this uh, high quality picture on NHL.com. Look at that stud. Dude, look at that. Look at that. This is Still so old. This is so... Won the PK Subban trade. I'm looking at a 2012. Let's see. Flyers GM 2012. I want this is gonna I, I want to see this man was literally on demon time, dude. Literally on demon time. <laughs> this motherfucker. Paul Holmgren, man. Paul fucking Holmgren. That's who it is. <laughs> He was there for a while, too. Yeah. He was there for a fucking that minute. crazy bastard is the it's reason that Nashville's going to get royally fucked if Weber retires. Oh, I forgot it goes back to Nashville. Yeah, dude. Like, if he retires in that last season, it's like a $24 million cap hit. Can't even make that shit up. Like, I know. Can't dude, not even make that shit dude, up. Dude, I... You have no idea how much... I need to... I, I need completely it. forgot that. How... That is, we... You hear the term max, maximum chaos. <laughs> this is going to be... If, if they had that cap hit on their books, they'd have to shed 20 mil in salary in one offseason. It would just be like <laughs> bonkers. Huh? Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Oh yeah, no. Like, that contract is something else. Oh no, please, please, please. He's never going to have his number retired in Nashville if that no happens. <laughs> Well, I'll retire Yannick Weber's number before his. Hold up, hold up. He has five more years? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a problem. It's a problem. Oh, no. He's going to retire before that. But, like, (laughs) no. Bro, Weber's contract is not good. It's it's not good. He's going to be LTIR'd. But I... If, even if you can, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure that's still a dead cap hit. Like, <laughs> please retire. Because oh, it won't not. go to Montreal, will it? No, I don't think it will. I think it goes to Nashville. <laughs> Which, like, I don't get how, but it does. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's so funny. I imagine, like, a contending team, and then Weber just goes, ah, nah. <laughs> not it's even. a 14-year deal. This is literally the definition of, nah, I got to intervene. <laughs> Seabrook has three years left. No, Weber is becoming the worst contract in this league. Maybe not worse, but it's because of those extra two years. Just a new level of terror. Oh, oh no, no, no. Okay, I forgot about that. I keep forgetting about the Jeff Skinner one. That is by. There is not even a contract that touches it because he literally contributes nothing to the team. Nine million dollars for seven more years after this. Yeah. Seven years. I think six more years, but like 
Oh yeah. Woof. Yeah. And okay. They well, have on the books too, which like he can't would have help with how to oppose it. That was like medical, but uh, yeah, great, amazing guy too. I I can't even be mad at the guy. He could he could have just actually been bad, and I would have been like, no, you can't touch that man. Just apparently like Nick Foligno type of like just a genuinely good person off the ice, not doing it for show. All right, so we got to end this podcast off on a positive, very important note. Uh, episode five of uh, Captain America. Yeah, of uh, well, Captain America? Question mark. Oh, dude, that's the new suit. And like, I was telling my brother because he was just like, "Why the fuck does he need a new suit?" I was like, "Dude, I'm pretty sure that thing's gonna have vibranium wings, so it's gonna be sick." Like, because no. it's from Wakanda. So. Oh yeah. Oh wait, wasn't didn't Io? Yeah, give Io gave him? it to Bucky, and then Bucky gave it to him. Oh. By the way, can, oh, okay. can we talk? Like, can we talk about? I just realized that, like the, almost like the social like importance of black panther giving it to sam yeah that's very important like that's just a very important thing i know you have to explain that that's beautiful and even just the fact that bo has been passed almost just makes it a little more like just emotional as a fan i completely i that went over my head completely oh my god because you i also can't wait to see walker's fucking makeshift like five minute craft shield fucking just get absolutely if there's any Ralph Boner joke I want in that show, it's Paul it's Paul Walker. Jesus. Oh, that's bad. This is like my thing now. I can't remember names. I can't remember names. Okay. John Walker coming in just like with this tiny ass shield and just getting flicked away by Carly or whoever. Please. Please oh, yeah. let Carly and Sam just bonk that dude. I am yeah. I am so, so tired of that bum on my screen. Well, here's the thing. I'm no, I will take all the John Walker I can get. That's why I'm so glad. That's why I'm so yeah, amazed character. by that performance because I I just despise the man every time I see him on the screen. And that's but what like, you want. Like that's what you want in your yeah. like antagonist. Yeah, dude. And like, like he's exactly what like the th- like all the themes that this show is trying to like encapture. He's the he's like the catalyst of them. Like he's the he white is. privilege. He's the opposite of what every like. He's the opposite of what would happen if Sam took on the mantle, and then it shows in Isaiah and stuff. And people try to say it's forced politics, and I'm like. Dude, okay, okay. If you think like anyone Can who I? thinks forced politics are in Marvel, I'm like, guys, the X Men wouldn't fucking exist if it weren't for politics. Let me just like, here's what's here's what's the problem with those people, right? And I'm gonna put it very simply. I think this puts it very well. I'll try my best here. Short and sweet. The only way, the only fucking way that you change the the norm is by pushing something new. Yep. Do you want change? No, you don't, because you're someone you're who are the people most of the people who don't like it are people who if you're someone of color, right? If you're someone of color, if you are black and you say and you tell me, um, I I just feel like they're um they're not like I wish they'd create a new character. I don't want them to like, you know, like make it Captain America again, but is this person you like I I take your opinion as valid because you are actually affected by this. Mm-hmm. I but I will not listen to another white dude go and say it's forced politics when the point of this yeah, show is you're to not the <laughs> Yeah, and you're it's it's made to make a difference. That's what yeah. X Men were made for to push in a new difference. You don't change yeah. the norm. The norm is a problem, which is white privilege, unless you push a new like. And, and, yeah, you want to call it an agenda? Sure. Is it a bad agenda? It no. is an agenda, but like it's it needs agenda. to be said because yes. for the like, longest time that shit's been put under the rug. Like it ha- doesn't exist. Like literally, and, like, people go, uh, "Hey, we should push. We should push towards less white privilege," and they go. Mm, but that's pushed. Yeah, that's the point. That's the entire that's point. That's the point. Everything else has been pushed for the rest of time. 
you don't have to you don't have to watch it or agree with it, but I'm also allowed to have the opinion that you're kind of a fucking loser for that. Oh, you're just sorry. dense. You're you're yeah. super dense at that point. Like and that's the best way I can describe that I'm shit. I'm sorry, but if you in if you are it's such a double standard. Like that's right. that's an opinion I'm gonna die on. Like that's just a problem. Like I'm not gonna go no, and be you're just, you're just like, like you're just like it's not even hate like it's not even hateful, but it is hateful. It's like yeah. you're just ignorant. Yeah, not to get political like, on the podcast, but to blind it. ignorance to something that doesn't need this kind of ignorance. You know what I mean? It shouldn't and w- should not and cannot. And it's still, and it's still a, you still deal with it every day. It's like, oh god. Yeah, I, there's still I, gonna I, be dumbasses like that. So, whatever. And if yeah. any of those dumbasses are listening, yes, you are a dumbass. Let that stick into your fucking pea brain. Yeah, Jesus, I I, I will not be that person who's like you people like you people like that work me the fuck up. It's not even funny. Like someone, Jesus. I think it was um Loverboy Media, I think it was Bailey, and he said like, is are your are your incel listeners or viewers? He's talking about YouTube. He's like, are your incel viewers really that important? Like, are they really? Is that that person? Are they like? Do you want like? Would you rather be the person who brings in a bunch of assholes and stands for that or and enables yeah, like, that? Why, are, why yeah. are people proud of that? Like exactly. Like, exactly. yeah, we have this super toxic group of people that literally just hate on people for no fucking reason. And it's like, oh, yeah, but we like it because we're a group and we made it ourselves. It's like you guys are fucking losers. It's people Jeez. who want to be part of a community and they find Fuck people who rats, who don't who don't crazy. challenge who they are. They just allow them to be the terrible people they are. So they just slide right into it. Yep. Um, And I do want to say, like, again, like we just said, no, I'm not going to we're not going to play middle. Like, I'm not going to be in the middle on this. Like, there is there is one opinion. There's that's no middle right ground on this. Wrong. It, there's you're just right I, or you're wrong yeah there's so, no gray area anymore. yeah not to get political on the podcast we get political on but you know Dude, i hate getting get political, political but like oh. when people complain about like a show that, that's talking. actually really good displaying these things because like oh they're getting in the way of my fucking cape shit media go fuck yourself honestly that should show your privilege there honestly just show it right there you're complaining about showing political values in a goddamn superhero show it's shut like the a, fuck up well, the mm-hmm. cyborg, cyborg to Batman. I heard you weren't oh, political. God, go, go <laughs> argue about Batman killing people more, or like how bad MCU Spider-Man is. Go do that more. Yeah, at least you're not. At least you're not genuinely like affecting the world in a, in a huge <sighs> way. Like, bad, dude. it's like cyborg. I'm not political. Or I heard you weren't political. I'm political when it matters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know you got places to be, so uh, we're gonna end this off here. Um, yeah, so. Uh, if you guys like the podcast, be sure to watch, check us out on Spotify, um, SoundCloud, and, well, I think YouTube as well. And we recently, in the last month, just got into Apple Podcasts. Views have skyrocketed since then. So if you guys want to check it out, subscribe to us on there. If you feel you know good to do it, if you if you like us, if you don't like us, leave a review. Review is a review. If you uh, hate my voice and hate my politics, perfectly fine. Leave me a review. Let me know so I can, uh, I mean, we'll cry about it. I'm a soy boy, so I have to go cry about it afterwards. Yeah, I so. might cry shit. Maybe yeah, no. who knows? Even just thinking about it makes me sad. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we will uh, hopefully I'll be talking to you in the future. Peace. All right, take it easy. You too, man.